Okay, I want to sing. I want to sing for you a nigun that uh, I wrote with my dear brother Yehuda Solomon many years ago, and uh, it's really shayach for these times. The words Al Tirami Pachat Piton Mishoat Reshaim Kitavo, just ridding ourselves of fear. Al Tirami Pachat Piton. how this nigun came down. Uh, this, I was going to Costa Rica to do a, a Shabbos in Costa Rica and uh, once I landed in Costa Rica I got really anxious. I was like 19. I got really anxious and petrified. No one there knew English and uh, I don't know I just got really uh, nervous by passport control. No real reason to be nervous, but um, I just started singing to myself. I just started singing to these words over and over again. And this nigun came into my head. Over and over again, I was just. And then I, I got back to LA a few days later. And uh, uh, my, my, my dear brother, soul brother Yehuda and I were just hanging out, yomam day and night. 
and uh, neither of us were married then, no children, it was just non-stop hanging it out and singing and writing Nigunim. So I sang him this first part of the song and he's like, check it out. just came with the words and it just made a lot of sense Sometimes it just helps saying these words over and over again like a mantra. Until you start feeling it. Kimano with us deep inside within us. Kimano Kimano Imano Thank you for the harmony that I'm imagining but can't hear. As you see, today's shir is in this Elui Nishmat Shoshana Raizal, Bas Reb David Dov, Reb Israel Ben Reb Yosef Tuvia, Reb Yitzchak Aryeh Ben Reb Nachum. This learning should be for the Elui Nishama, sponsored by our dear, dear friends, our Chavirimi Karim Lek Mishpacha, the Kram family. If you'd like to donate a shir uh, right now for the Refua, for the Elias Nishama, uh, as you see the link in the bottom. Baruch Hashem, people are really uh, wanting to be part on any level that they can. So today, dearest friends, we have the schut, we have the, the really special schut to go somewhere with the Piyasetzner Rebbe. In today's learning that we're going to be doing, it's, it's I, I don't know how much of it is, <laughs> the truth is, the, the beginning really does not sound Hasidish at all. In fact, the, the, the beginning of this, of this piece from the Piyasetzner Rebbe's diary entry is really spooky, it's really sad, it's really... Like all these entries have been, he's, the Rebbe's bringing us into the inside of the inside. But in today's piece, it's more like the Rebbe's giving a very, very intimate detail 
as to what's transpiring, what's going on inside of his soul at Shalashodis. Now we entitled the Shir, Do You Ever Feel Like Hiding, right? You ever feel like hiding from the world? And uh, usually we, we think that means, and then hiding with the Ribbon Shleilam, Atta Saitani. Here, we're going to be speaking about, do you ever feel like hiding from God? Now, the first person that ever hid from the Ribbon Shleilam, or thought he was hiding from the Ribbon Shleilam, was actually the first person that ever existed. Adam Arishan, remember? He was hiding. This element of wanting to hide from Hashem is not a foreign concept. It's, it's rooted in creation of the world. What the Piyasetzner Rebbe Eschesia Genelenu Hashem Yikom Damo will be showing us today in today's diary entry. For those that are learning with us this Sefer for the first time, this Sefer is Tzav Vizirus. It's at the end of... It's in the back of this Sefer. Hachshara Tzav Reichim. I don't know if it's you could see it clearly, but Achsharat Avrechim has two additional svarim at the end of it, Mavoa Sharim and Tzav Viziruz. And um, the diary entries of the, of the PSS Nerebbe are taking place between 1928 and 1939. And they've, they've been really heart-opening. They've really been, been taking us deep inside into the teachings of the PSS Nerebbe, into his world. And into so many different chambers that are usually people don't usually share so much. Here, the Rebbe is going straight, Mom is just saying, let me tell you exactly what's going on in my heart and soul. One of the pieces that we saw when we learned the Sefer of the Piyasetzner Rebbe called Bnei Mach Shabbat Tova was that the Rebbe sometimes spoke about the possibility of Shalashudis being Yom Kippur. Why do we? keep Yom Kippur just for Yom Kippur or what can happen to us on Yom Kippur why do we save it for there why are we so under the assumption that we can't experience life altering moments all the time why are we limiting them so the Rebbe is not giving any Musr here God forbid but what he is doing is showing us what happens to what happened to him at a certain once at a third meal a third meal, you know, I, I have to say that it's something that I, I, I hope our chevra, we really, we get strong with it again. It's something that kind of lost its its importance over the years for some reason. I don't know why, but Seudash Lishit is Rava de Ravin. It's, it's the time of figuring out what you really want in life. It's those last few moments of Shabbos where the gates are open for tremendous hashpa'ot, tremendous influences to come down. And um, it'd be Kedai, I think, as we get, uh, maybe for those that haven't yet, that aren't yet into Shalashudas, to say, you know what? What a great time to take it on. Shabbat Agadol. This Shabbos. Right? This Shabbos. To take it on. To say, look, this is it. From now on, we are going, we're, we're making sure that Sudash Lishit, the winter, summer, it doesn't matter. We're making a point of it. Uh, one of the reasons why we don't really... Hey, Abba Shali. Sorry, my father just came into the room. <laughs> One of the reasons why... Uh, hey, it's the least kibud av I could do these days, right? <laughs> Hi, Abba. So, one of the, uh, one of the reasons why my, my wife and I aren't so big on sending our children to Tnuot Noar, to Shabbos afternoon, uh, you know, like Bnei Akiva and stuff like this, is because 
if, if really all we want is to be makpid on chinuch as much as possible, we know that the chinuch our children can get from proper sudash lishit, bezrat Hashem, is just of utmost, utmost importance. So therefore, I think it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for everyone to take on sudash lishit this coming Shabbos. And uh, not necessarily the type of sudash lishit that we're going to learn about right now, because you, you'll see what I'm talking about. But bichlal, to take it on. So, bechavod, let's start learning right now. We're in the, we're in the piece called Ot Chafvav. If you want to take the Sefer, if you want to learn it inside the Sefer that you have with you, if you have it, so in Tzaviziru's, it comes out to page Shin Mem Aleph, but it's right in front of you as well. Okay. For the Rafua Shlema of all those that need Rafua, those that know it, those that don't know it, and Leilui Nishmas, those that the Shir is sponsored to. Tamea Ani Lama Ze Ein Mar Ishim Kolkach Bisha'a Sholchim Lishalosh Seudot Kmoshe Mar Ishim Bisha'a Sholchim Lechol Nidre. Rebbe says, I don't understand. Why our souls aren't trying a gavad, why they're not screaming. In the time of Shalashuddhis, like they like it is when a person goes to Davin Kol Nidre Yom Kippur night. Let's go inside the text. There are there are where the Rebbe says, I, I have no place in the world. I don't feel like I have a place in the world. Domeli ki'ilu ad ata ha'iti mustar. It's like the Rebbe says, I reach a place in Shalashiris that my existence is BSS and ASS, right? Before Shalashiris and after Shalashiris. It seems to me that until now, until this Sudash Lishit, I was completely hidden. I was concealed. Oh, Hashem, or that I was really just hiding from God. But something happens during Sudash Lishit, and I find myself face to face with God. Face to face with the Ribbonashleilam. And the eyes of above are glancing straight towards me and in my kishkas from one side to the other. Every nekuda, every, every point of blemish, every point that I'm embarrassed of about myself, in pain, the eyes from above see and are admonishing me. You know, I, I shared with you once, I had a friend, um, I have a friend, uh, she should live and be well, her and her family, Rivka Most. Um, Rivka told me that when she was in seminary in Israel, she was in Rav Ginsburg's ser- uh, uh, seminary. Sorry, get some air. She was in Rav Yitzchak Ginsburg's seminary. And if you know anything about Rav Yitzchak Ginsburg, you know that when you walk into the room, he sees you. He sees you. <laughs> he sees you inside out. There's nothing to talk about. And the girls felt that he was gazing right in, you know, to, their, to the core of them. 
So she said that at a certain point in the year, the girls would walk into the room like this because it's known that tzaddikim can mamish read, you know, read, read you across the forehead, seeing near forehead everything about you. So if that's true about how we feel about real righteous holy tzaddikim, al-achas kama v'chama, how much more is that so when you have these moments where you realize that Hashem not only can see everything inside of you, but that's always the real emet. That's always the real reality. It's just that sometimes in the world of concealment, or I would say most of the times, we just don't walk around thinking about that all the time. But then there's moments like Shalashuris. There's moments where you realize, oh my God, here I am, here you are, you see everything. The Rebbe says, and there's nothing I could do at that moment. You see the all of me. You see all these things inside of me that I'm disgusted about, and I can't hide it. Continue inside. Habusha, we're in the fifth line in this paragraph. Habusha titchekeni vehapachad yefalutseni. The embarrassment and the fear that I get from that moment of awareness that Ribbono Shleilam, you see every part of me, it pushes me, it makes me feel cramped inside. The Piyasetzner Rebbe says, that's a moment I feel like, like, like hiding myself, going underneath, beneath, between people, hiding beneath the table. But then I realize, what, you're not under the table? You're not going to see me in between people? In the place that, that I hide myself in, Sham Nimtzeta, you find yourself there too. Where I, where I go, there you are. Where I stay, there you are too. Right? And the place that I find a hiding space, you fill yourself in there too. I say the words Lo I say such words He must have also said, you know, I say such words, I say such very, very, very real, real words, but do I have such chutzpah? Do I really have such chutzpah to jump from the place of my boshet, from the place of my embarrassment? Bottom line, do I really feel like I'm on the level that a second before I started singing Amazement with David, I felt like you see every every grain of busha in me. Now I'm going to say words like Mizmor le David Hashem Ro'il And now I'm just going to jump from that place of busha and grab on Kanfei Kvodo to the wings of your Kavod. Grab on to them. Ve'lemor ki ata Next page. And to say the words ki ata imadi And to say such words like the word ata speak about Hashem like you lashon with such a close lashon Shem, can you make it a little bit bigger, the, the, the text? Thank you. Imadi, I could say so. Ooh. Calm and steady. Okay. 
I could say such words like, you are with me? Like, wasn't I, wasn't I on the floor a second ago wanting to run and find shelter? And now I could say, Ata Yimadi? I could sense the Piyasetsu never says that the eyes of Hashem are glancing right at me. They're looking deep into me. With so much pain. Until they, until it, like when you say usually Nikur, you talk about the eyes, poking out your eyes. Here he's saying when Hashem's looking at me and it's clear to me, and I have an assumption of what he's seeing when he looks at me, I feel like it's ripping out my heart, the Rebbe says, and it completely burns my whole body. This is an insight into what the Piyasetzner Rebbe would go through at Shalashudis at moments of simply being real. This doesn't sound good at all. This doesn't sound Reb Nachmani at all. This doesn't sound positive at all. It's okay. We're, we're, we're reading a diary entry. Obviously, we're learning the deepest tiredness from it. But that's okay. This is the Piyasetz Nerebbe we're speaking about. That's why I said before, it's a great week to take on Shabbat HaGadot, Shalashudis, so that you could all <laughs> reach the level of sensing that God is ripping out your, your heart from your body and burning your body completely. That's not what I meant. The Rebbe continues, There are times I am so pressured and embarrassed until like, I don't even feel alive. I have no spirit. I'm spiritless. My soul sees how small of a value I am. Even though there's good that I can find, like he's saying, I can pull in a Zamra, I can find a Nekudat Tova, but what happens when I find the Nekudat Tova? In light of the, what's looking at me, what's gazing at me, anything I pull up, any good Nekudat I pull up, the PSS Nenebe says, in light of Hashem looking at me and really the voice of who I can be means nothing. So this is a very danger. For those of us that learned Reb Nachman, this, this, is, this is very different. This is very different. So don't start saying, how could it be? This is a different shita. This is what the Rebbe is going through. And he's saying, yes, I can find good points. I can find things, you know, the kudot, tovot, the But then I have moments of, of, of when my potential is right in front of me. And I say, so I, you know, I did that nice thing. It's like a person that knows, knows with a full heart that they could be learning so much more, so much more. They know it. So in moments of depression, Reb Nachman will come and say to you, listen, be happy with the fact that you learned one Mishnah. But the Rebbe is reaching a place of utmost vacuous. He's saying, one Mishnah. I know I could have learned two hours every day. There's no, no Shaila. Or a musician that knows that they could have given much, much more of themselves while Hashem gave them the schut to perform in front of Yidin. So if they see that they made one Yidle happy, that's nice, but then there's moments of like, 
wow, what I could have done with those moments, but I got stuck in the set list or I got stuck in what I think the person wants to hear and I didn't go full on with my heart of what my heart really wants to share. So the Rebbe says, those are moments that even finding good points in me, they, they don't help me at all. They actually freak me out even more. Third line in this paragraph. In those moments, you know what I feel like? I feel like a tolaat, like a worm. I, I feel I, I get I feel like a worm that's glorified with the little tiny building that it built, but I realize where did I build it? <laughs> Beneath the ground, in the earth. And suddenly someone pulled me out of my own hole, the worm in me, pulled me out, right? And it suddenly looked at buildings and homes that people have built and how beautiful they are. But I was under the assumption, as a worm, that the binyan, that the building that I was building in the earth was something. But now I realize, oh my God, that's what it, that's what it could be. That's what it could be. You know what I you know what the worm realizes? That as strong as I thought that my my uh, my building was was shtut was vanity, was nothingness. and its beauty, where is it? It's in earth. Shemetz Veremis, it's in a place of filth, of disgust. It's heavy stuff, huh? Gamma Gdusha, Gamma Teara Shimuksharani Lavobemaasai, the holiness the purity that I know I can attain, that I know I'm capable of plugging into. Ein ve'efes, it is nothingness. Bifnei tehor enayim. Before the master of the world, before the one with pure eyes. Nemichiyut veshimtza. Disgust and smallness. Bifnei mishegama shamayim lozaku be'enav before the one that even the heavens aren't as refined as they can be. So again, this is, hold your horse, this is just very important. We're just getting an insight into what the Piyasetz Narebbe experienced sometimes at Shalashudas. But you know what? I think it's safe to say that many of us have those moments, sometimes daily, not just at Shalashudas. Not the moments of Dvekas, but the moments of I don't feel like I'm doing anything in this world. I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Now, we try to grab you at that moment and say, listen, don't go down that road. That road's not good. <laughs> that road leads you to a bad, 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 bad place. What I love so much about the Piyasetzner Rebbe is that if he gave Rishut to Lehat Peace to print these diary entries, or if it ended up happening in the world that these diary entries are published, and I have to look, dig deeper into the history behind the publication of this diary entry, it's that the Rebbe wants you and I to know, I've been where you are. I've been where you are. This is common ground. Don't freak out. Don't lose it. Don't lose your marbles. I've been here. I've been in this place where I feel like I'm nothing, and I have nothing to give, and I have nothing to offer to the world. I've been there. But the Rebbe is, is, is also telling us this actually came about through utmost dvekut and kedusha. 
this moment of realizing this didn't come from after doing an Avera. It came after showing up for Shalashudis. And you started getting into a holy rhythm. That's when it showed up. And you're thinking to yourself, Ribbon Shleilam, I actually took on holiness right now. Now it sounds like Reb Nachman. I took out holiness. I took on coming closer to you. And now what do I feel like this moment is? Whoa. Stay away. You're not ready. You're not there. The PSS Nerebbe is saying, yes, this is what I'm feeling. Quite often in Sudash Lishit. Fourth line from the bottom of the paragraph. Hen gam me'az zot yadati avarak yadati. You know what? I knew this intellectually. I knew all these feelings on a certain level. But you know what I only knew about it? I only knew it. But now at Shalashudis, that which I knew somewhere in my mind to be a truth, I feel it so much deeper. Why? This holiness of Hashem that has now come closer to me through engaging in the Dveikut of, of Sudash Lishit, it's like this Kedusha, which is so intense, closeness to Hashem, is simply romeset. It's like running over my everything. It's pushing me, it's, it's clogging me shut. And against His light, but really, in, in the shade of, in, in light of Hashem's light, no matter how deep and how much tachlit my light is in His light, it becomes darkness. Now, the Alter Rebbe in Shah Yichud Vamuna tells us, he would say, in His light, my light doesn't become darkness. But remember the chevra that we, when we learn Shayichud Vaemuna, the ray of light, when it's back in its source, it doesn't become darkness, it just becomes nullified in the bigger picture of being in the root of the sun. Here he's saying, whatever I thought was light in my life, when I really have a moment of Hashem looking right at me, it becomes nothing. It becomes nothing. But thank God the diary entry did not end here because that would absolutely stink, especially learning it in a day like today. Now we see how, like, my, like Rav, Rav Weinberg and my Rebbe taught this piece and he said, now we see the anical of the Magid of Koshnitz, of the Koshnitz or Magid coming to life. Umigodel nemisati, and from the greatness of my melting away, and from the nothingness of my true nothingness I'm not standing anywhere I have no reality so what's left? I'm still alive, right? so what's left? my soul starts to get strong and suddenly somehow it incorporates strength and that sound of the strength says, you know what, whatever happens to me, happens to me. Sounds like Esther Amalka. Kasher avadati avadati, right? Whatever happens to me, happens to me. Vetzoeket. And then I'm in Shalashuris. I experienced everything that I experienced. And then what words do I get to? Gam ki eilech Somehow, 
I'm able to start screaming, it's true, it's true, it's true. Every emotion I had right now, it's not an illusion. It's absolutely true in front of you, Ribbon Shleilam. Even if I was a complete tzaddik and I saw that I could be everything that I can be, my light really is nothing. It becomes darkness in light of your light. And therefore, as hard as life is, and as difficult as it is to get a grip right now in this very deep moment of ecstasy, of feeling like you're looking at me, the only thing I have left is to scream out, Ki imadi, ki imadi. Ki imadi, ki imadi, oy. Ki imadi, that's all I have left in me. I'm not denying anything I felt until now, but when I'm left with nothing, that that Yiddish and Neshama that's screaming out is now just slipping out of me naturally and saying, when I'm left with nothing, this is what happens. Ki imadi. Third line, Gam ben atipesha iver v'ashavur. Also, the son of the of the of the tipesh iver v'ashavur. The son who's stupid, who's blind, who's broken, blind, not literally blind, but blind from looking at his life. V'ashavur, the broken kid. You know what happens? Kore et aviv hamelech avi ata. When he does call to his father, and his father happens to be the king, he says ata. He says the word ata. You, you are my father. And even if he finds himself drawn and, and hanging out with the bad boys, the stupid, crazy bad boys, if even then, while he's in the midst of such bad, such, such darkness, he's in the wrong place, but he feels what we just described. He, if he feels like he wants to start screaming to Abba, He'll scream to Abba. And he doesn't have to explain. Reb Shlomo once said, when he was talking about tshuva, he said the difference between, between doing real tshuva and when you're not so certain if your tshuva is real is how do you feel about the place you're coming back to? He said when you're filthy and you've been away from home for years because you've been rebelling, but, and you feel so disgusting, but you have this energy, you have this urge to come back home, and you knock on the door, if you have to give a million excuses why they should let you in, it's not your home that, you're, that you've come back to. Because when it's your home that you've come back to, you knock on the door, and they open the door, you don't have to give excuses why they should let you back in. You'll talk about that later, they're just so happy to see you and say, come inside, there's a towel waiting for you up there, take a shower got a hot soup on the pot. That's real, real tshuva. That's, that's the place that the, the Piyasetzner now has reached in his, in his chalashudas. Yes, I'm amongst Meshuganas. Yes, I've left everything. I feel so distant, so not kashur to anything. But you know what? Some, uh, my, my natural state of being is saying, Abba. So the Rebbe says, even when you're ben Meshugaim, Yitzak avi, aviv hamelech yekarvel. Abba says, okay, come close. Ki af im lihitrachem eno kedai. Now why does Hashem just say yeah? Why does the Abba say yes? Come close. Because really, even if, if I do a cheshbon and see that you're deserving of being called in back home, you're probably not deserving of it. 
There's a concept called Kvod HaMelech, the honor of the king. Mikol makom Kvod HaMelech lo yitchalal. The king will not let his own Kavod become mechulal, become uh, desecrated. And because you're the son of the king, Hashem Yisbarach is making sure that his Kavod is staying the way it needs to be in the world. And that means that you fall into the category of his kavod. And that's such a beautiful thing, you know, that it's such a special thing what the Rebbe just said. Mikol makom kvod ha-melech lo yitchalal. It's true. It's true that you don't, may, you may not deserve on your merit to, to come back home. But what does it mean to be the son of the king? It means that your father has kavod in the world. So for his own kavod, he's going to say, come in here. Come inside over here. You got to just stay over here. You can't be out there anymore. We're right in the middle of this paragraph. Whether I feel like I can be heard or not, what does good for my soul is to let myself scream to what I want to scream to. Again, the consequence is much less important than the, than the action of what transpires in my neshama when I let myself scream the way I want to scream. I'm sure many of you have been to workshops, deep, intense workshops, where one of the sessions is basically where the, 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 count, the guide says, okay, now everyone, after you've tuned into your neshama, now just let out whatever happens inside of you. Don't think too much. I've heard roars like I've never, never knew existed when, you, when, when that happens. And you don't care about the moment after the roar. You just want to be roaring. You want to be in the roar. So the Rebbe says over here, Chayas libi umeor enai hulikorcha avi. The vitality of my heart and the enlightenment of, thy, of my eyes is just to call out to you. It's just to call out to you. Ve'af im chashcha nafshi umal'arefesh negetor kedushatcha. And even if, the Rebbe says, even if my, my, um, my soul has become so darkened, it's become so darkened, and it's filled with dirt, Neged Torah Kedushatcha, in light of the holiness of your, the purity of your holiness, Hayim lo tachish lekarveni, wouldn't you want, don't you sense to, to draw me closer? Don't you sense to draw me closer? Hayim lo yitchalel kvotcha im min haofer v'tzalmavet alecha kriyat avil malki yirash, won't your kavod become desecrated, my master? I'm not trying to... <laughs> I'm not trying to play games here, but I'm being real, Hashem. Like, it's your kavod that's going to become trampled in the world if my cries aren't heard. This, this reminds me of, of, of what we say in, in, in Tehillim, in Hallel. We say, Why should the nations of the world see us cry to you and you don't answer us? And what will they say? Where's their God? Moshe Rabbeinu uses the same tactic. When he says, "Lama Hashem yicharab chaba amecha, Hashem otzeta tamcha meret mitzrayim," right? Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu, after Chet Egel, says, 
Hashem, what's the world going to say? After you took us out of Egypt, we're asking to do tshuva, and you still say, I'm going to wipe you all out. It's a tactic that Moshe Rabbeinu brought down to us. And that's what the Rebbe is saying. And that, therefore, it leads you to be in this, in this relationship of atah. Why, so why really, when I walk through the, valo, through the valley shadowed by death, I will not fear anything bad. Why? Because he says over here, because when I realize what caused me to be in the gates of Mavet, being in your presence, caused me to feel like I'm in a gates of Mavet. Being in your utmost presence and not just like feeling like you're taking care of everything, but that you see deep inside me and you see what I've been through and you see where I'm holding. And you see, and you, Hashem Yisbarach, you know what I can be. It's only that reality that caused me to feel like it's a gates of Mavet. But on the other hand, Kigam Sham Atai Madi, I'm forgetting that it's only because you're with me that I even feel this. Nachon? This is what the Rebbe says happens to happens to him sometimes at Seudash Lishit. Kol Shalosh Seudot Veshalosh Seudot Matzavo. Every Shalosh is different, he says. Just like Rebbe Nachman says. You go out to the field to do his bodhidus, and you have one intention. I'm going to cry in this session of his bodhidus. Rabbi Nachman says, even if you end up crying, it was a shvach session. That's not how it works here. We don't have preconceived notions. We don't have these pretenses of how things are going to feel, how they're going to be experienced. It doesn't go like this. So the Rebbe is saying to us right now, each shalashudas is different. Sometimes it ends with just the heartbreakingness, brokenness. But sometimes he says, And sometimes I get strengthened through the breaking of the heart. It's true. But when I get to singing and that's something that the Hasidim sing at Shalashuris, I just realized this is what we're going to be taking on now at our Shalashuris. We got to sing But when, when we get to that there's no one like you, no matter what he says, no matter how broken I was in the beginning of Shalashuris, no matter what happens, my nefesh becomes strong and happy. I'm not talking about right now what I need. This is not about me. I'm speaking about much, much higher concepts right now. To serve Him, Hashem merited me. He merited me with the privilege to serve Him. And He chose me to proclaim His greatness and the oneness of His holiness to everyone. This is what God chose me for. And from the broken place of my heart, from that broken place when I remember 
my job, when I remember the gig, when I remember why I was chosen to do what I'm doing, the Rebbe says, I jump, I jump, I jump towards that place, and with strengthening my nefesh, strengthening my soul. And I proclaim to the whole world, Min galgalei shamayim adam af raglai. I proclaim to the whole world, to all beings, to the grains of sand beneath my feet, to the high heavens, I proclaim right there in that place, Shimu I'm letting you all know, Ein there's no one like our God. There's no one like our Master. And from the greatness of my simcha and my koach, my soul's on fire now. It suddenly is able to adapt and ignite within it this inner strength. And now... I'm standing in front of you, God. And before, when I said the words, I was, I was trembling with busha. Now I'm saying, You are our God. You are our Adon. I'm using the same word of Ata, speaking to you so close. But now it feels different. In the beginning, this energy of Ata scared the daylights out of me. But when I let myself go through the whole experience of it's true, it's true, it's true. I'm letting myself be. I'm letting myself feel. I'm letting myself experience whatever it is I'm experiencing. I'll use that same word, ata. And where do I go to? Ata. You're the one that chose me to let the whole world know that you only you. There's a piece in Bnei Machshava Tova that we learned a few years ago, where the Rebbe says, and, and it changed my psuke de Zimra, changed my psuke de Zimra. The Rebbe said something beautiful. He says over there that, you ever realize that you say in, in, in psuke de Zimra, it's one of the, I just want to find it, I want to say the exact words. In psuke de Zimra, in one of the Halalukas, we say, Man was chosen to proclaim to angels, to armies above, to the sun, to the moon, to the stars, to the Shmea Shemaim, and to the waters that are above Shemaim, that what? That Enkelokeinu. You know what? You know what? You know how you know how empowering that is when you realize that Hashem chose man to proclaim to the rest of the world that Enkelokeinu. That's what the Rebbe is saying over here. What an empowering! What a building up! It's like yes, you break yourself down only to build yourself up. This can happen through one Seudash Lishit. And the Rebbe says over here, Uchshem and then when you bring the candles, it's time for for, for Avdala. I'm a completely different person than I was before I started Shalashuris. Everything was needed. Everything was essential. I had to go through this. And everything was good. 
גם שבלון הלב שמתחילה, also the heartbreaking which took place in the beginning of this Shalashuris, גם השמחה שאחריה, also the simcha that followed, tahara achat, it was one process of tahara, and I love this next word, it was one process of purification, uchvisa achat hayta. You know what the Rebbe said over here? It was kvisa. What's kvisa? You took yourself to the laundromat. You put yourself in the washer, and you put yourself through the dryer. When you come to Avdala, it's the taking yourself out of the dryer. Now you're folding. Yes, men. Now you are folding too. Shalashuris. You are folding as well. It was one process of the laundry. So the Rebbe has one question. It's the question we started with, and now it continues over here. Velama ze en marishin kokach besha'a shochim le shalosh seudot, kmo besha'a shochim le chol nidre. The Rebbe says, You know when you feel everything I just explained to you? Kol nidre, right? This paragraph is a Yom Kippur. But the Rebbe is saying, Why limit it to Yom Kippur? Why limit it to Yom Kippur? Why isn't this happening to you on a regular Shalashuris? You know we, how many stories we have, Bifrat, my wife's great-great-great-great-grandfather. The Helech is Lachav, Ramagid, Rebichil, Mechel is Lachav, and other Tzadikim that at Shalashuris, it was a Sakanat Nefashot for them, because there was all, they were always on the verge of soul expiring because of this Dveko that they experienced. The PSS Nenebbe says this is possible if you allow yourself to tune into Shalashuris. It's possible to feel this literally at every single Seudash Lishit. To go through the laundromat of Shabbos and to fold yourself up, be ready for a new week. So, I, I, I thank Hashem Yisbarach for the privilege of hearing what, hearing, hearing what happened to the PSS Nenebbe in Shalashuris. We all thank the Rebbe Hashem Yikom Damo for sharing these, this awesome, mighty description with us. And in his chus, all of us are going to take on Shalashuris, right? I can see nodding. <laughs> or if at least we're not, at least if we already have Shalashuris, we're going to make it a million miles deeper. In the merit of, of what the Rebbe just said, I want to sing for you a nigun. This is a nigun of, of the Chosa of Lublin for Enkel Okeno, okay? We sang this for the first time with Rav Weinberger in Yeshiva's Chachmei Lublin a few years ago. And they sing it by Ish Kodesh all the time now. Avi, sing loud with me. Drum loud. This is Malchus. This is Mamish Kingdom Chavra.
Everybody, till the next time.